You are now listening to The Amber Alexis Show, a place for heart-centered and soul-driven entrepreneurs who are ready to create a powerful online business and legacy. Here you will learn tactics, strategies, and energetic practices without the BS and fluff to create something bigger than yourself. Ready? Let's dive in. Hey, everyone. So before we start this episode, if you are a reoccurring listener, Make sure you give us a review below if you're loving this show in order for us to get the show to more people, the reviews and the ratings help so much. So drop a review, drop some ratings and share this episode with someone you love and someone that you know would absolutely benefit from this. All right. Thank you guys again. And now without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, everyone. I am so happy that you're here for another incredible episode. Today, we're going to bring on Niani Armstrong. She's a financial coach at She's Fit Financially, Inc. And for nearly three years, she has made it her mission to educate, empower individuals, families, and business owners to gain confidence with their finances and unlock their greatest financial potential. This episode, guys, is going to be so good. So get out your notebooks. If you're just listening in the car, listen in-depthly because She gives such great tips and insights on really how to be financially literate, how to feel confident in your finance, and also how to work through the mindset blocks that a lot of us have when it comes to handling our money, especially as entrepreneurs. So Niani has been through her own financial journey, starting with paying off $71,000, guys, in just two years with one salary. Yes, seeing the lifelong impact that getting her finances in order would have. She decided to go after it. And now she shows others exactly how to do the same so they can experience financial freedom. She loves empowering and encouraging her clients to optimize their financial success. And when she's not doing all this incredible financial work, she is truly focusing on her sweet, sweet kids. And she loves to cook, sing, read, and spend time, of course, with her hubby. If you guys have any questions when it comes to this episode, make sure you look at the show notes below so you can connect with Nanny and she can give you all the insights when it comes to financial information. Without further ado, let's dive into today's episode and welcome Nanny Armstrong. All righty. I'm so, so excited to introduce our next guest. Here she is, the one and only. How are you, beautiful? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you? Good, good, good. So if let's kind of go straight into it. For those who do not know you, can you give them a little bit about, like, can you tell them a little bit about your magic? Sure. So I am Niani Armstrong um, and I'm a financial coach. I've been financial coaching for a little bit over three years. Um, I coach individuals, couples, and mostly now business owners. And we really help create a plan for your money, take the confusion away from your money, um, help you build confidence so that you can ultimately make more money. Yes. If you guys don't know this, uh, Niani and I actually worked together and she changed my life. Uh, When it came to money, I knew Jack. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, when it came to money, I did not grow up with wealth. So it was like so many things I didn't know. And she was just like an angel that just came from like the money heaven and helped me understand like managing money, budgeting, paying off debt. It was just, it completely changed uh, my life in 2021. So I'm very grateful for you. Um, Yeah. So we're going to give you some magic. And I know like a lot of entrepreneurs that follow me and listen to me, you know, they also 
are they're in two stages. They're either not making money just yet, so it's a great time to get clear on your plans, or mm-hmm. they are making money and they don't know what to do with it, or they don't know how to like manage it, or they might have some mindset blocks. So here we're gonna really talk about how to overcome that. But before we get into it, I would love to know a little bit about like your story. And I am sure the community wants to know more about your story. Like, how did you actually become a financial coach? Like, what was that like moment for you? Absolutely. So I was the same way. I never learned about money. Um, I grew up in a middle-class family, didn't struggle, always had what we needed. Um, I've been working since I was literally 14 years old. I started my own music business where I taught piano, voice, and flute lessons. Oh, I didn't know that. I love that. I was, yeah. And I was actually doing very, very well. I mean, I was making, back then I was like, by this time I was like 16 years old and I was making like $4,000 a month. And that that's a lot of money for, Whoa. <laughs> for a 16 year old. Right. And so I, um, but you know, because I was making so much money, I just felt like money would just always come. And so I would just spend it as it came because I knew that more was coming. And mm-hmm. so fast forward to when I got married at 21, uh, you wouldn't believe this, but I literally had $0 to my name. And, um, it was because of that, that, earn and spend cycle where it's just like money came in money as fast as money came in, it was going right back out. And, um, and so, uh, but because, like I said, because I was making more money, I wasn't, I wasn't worried about it because I knew money would always be replenished. So my husband was the same way. He was making six figures at the time. Um, we got married, but we both literally had no money, put our, put our honeymoon on a credit card, like you name it. We just, we were broke. Yeah. Um, and so we went into the marriage that way and we went into the marriage thinking, well, we make good money. So we'll worry about it later. From that came $70,000 worth of debt between cars, credit cards, timeshares, like you name it. Yeah. And, um, and I, you know, I really thought it was normal. I thought that you were supposed to live paycheck to paycheck. I thought that it was normal at the time we lived in New York. And so I thought it was normal to struggle, right? New York is a very expensive place. And I was like, well, this is just what my life is supposed to be like. Mm. So one day I was just like, you know what? something's just not right. I was pregnant with my first daughter at the time. And I said, I want to give her more. I want to put her in a better neighborhood. I want to be able to give her everything. And if I keep it up like this, I'm going to be broke forever. So I started researching online how to pay off debt, how to build wealth. And what I found was actually pretty confusing because if you have so much information out there, there's so much information, just like on budgeting templates alone, there's like 4 billion types of budgeting templates that you could find. And so I was like, you know what, this is, this is too much, but I actually had to sit there and go through every single thing to see what would actually work and align with my family. And so, um, through scanning all the things and learning all the things I wound up actually finding a love for personal finance. Um, because like, I was like, this stuff is fascinating. They don't teach you this in school. Um, but it's so, so important because it touches our everyday life. Yeah. And, um, as I was learning things, I started to share with my family and my friends, the thing, little tiny snippets of what I was learning. And like I said, I thought it was just me that I just didn't know what I was doing with my money. But as I started sharing those little golden nuggets, my family and my friends were like, are you serious? I never knew that. I never knew I could put my money in this account. I never knew I could earn it. She saw my money. I never knew I could pay off debt this way. Right. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. This is actually a thing. Like people actually don't know this stuff. No, and, at all. <laughs> At all, right? And it's a problem because we're so good at making money most of the time. Oh, yeah. And then the managing part is where we really get 
caught up, you know, and it's a shame. And so from there, I was like, you know what? I need to make it my mission. By then we were almost debt-free. And I said, I need to make it my mission to scream from the rooftops that financial freedom is possible. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I looked into how to be able to coach people through this. And I found financial coaching. Um, I was introduced to a Facebook group from the company that I'm with now, actually Fiscal Fitness. And I just found my people. I was like, this is what I need to do for the rest of my life. This is like, I want to be able to bring people from just completely living paycheck to paycheck, even though they're making a great salary to financially flourishing and financially thriving. Mm -hmm. And that is how I just started my financial coaching business. And, you know, it just took off because people just needed help so desperately. And that was over three years ago. And I'm still here today, still just as excited and just as uh, pumped to help people get that financial transformation. I'm so, so, so excited that you're on this podcast, girl, because... (laughs) As you were talking about, I was just like reliving that because that, that was yeah. my life. Like when I met you, when I, I like reached out to her, um, I'm very intuitive buyer <laughs> where uh, I'm like, yeah. I need help. I need to go find the best. <laughs> and I just go <laughs> find the best and I work with them. Um, yeah. And that was me. I was making money, but I was mm-hmm. spending all of it. And I was just like, yeah. where did my money go? Like right. I'm making a ton of money in my business. I was very successful mm-hmm. at like, I had no problem bringing in money, but it was right. keeping the money that was so difficult for me. I did not understand how to do that. And I was living paycheck to paycheck when I absolutely shouldn't have been living paycheck to paycheck. So it's like people, I always thought like, oh, it's the more money you make, you obviously keep yeah. the money, but that was yeah. not the case. And I, I, I did not know. I learned that the hard fucking way where I was like, oh, it's not about making more money. It's about learning how to manage the money you have. Because mm-hmm. you don't know how to match money you have, like no matter how much money you're gonna always spend it and always literally live paycheck to paycheck, even if you're making like 10k yeah. months. Like it's yeah. a weird feeling. <laughs> it's a right. weird yeah. feeling. Let it, me tell you. It is. It's the it's you know what it is too. It's part of the lifestyle creep where it's like the more money you make, the more money you're gonna find to spend. Right. Mm, lifestyle why, creep. Oh, I love right. that. Yeah. And that's why it's so important to give every dollar a purpose. Because mm. if we don't tell our money where to go forget it. We're going to yeah. be wondering where it went. Right? Mm, yeah. Sorry. My life that I was yeah. before I met you. I was like, where did I, go? I was talking to my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't know where the money went. Like, I yeah. don't know where it is. Like how and you're so happen? funny. You're so funny because it's so true. You literally would have no problem making money. I'm like, okay, I need to, I need to make like an extra 4k this month. You're like, Oh no, no, that's not a problem. Like I can totally do that. Yeah. <laughs> You guys, like you're great at making money. Oh yeah. Right. That's not the problem. It's yeah. then taking it and managing it and actually making it do what you want it to do. Yeah. Right? And feeling like in control and confident and empowered. That's what coaching does. So. Absolutely. I, I'm so glad that you're here. I feel like this conversation needs to happen. For everyone yeah. who's trying to make money, understand that it's not gonna be the solution for financial freedom. It is a tool if you learn how to manage it. And that's what exactly what Niani is going to help us do. Now, Mm -hmm. my question here, Mm -hmm. okay, you said financial freedom. I feel like we all have a definition of financial freedom. What would be your definition? And I think obviously you're the expert. So I'm going to say your your definition trumps everyone else's. Um, So what is your... (laughs) You're absolutely right. You're so right. There are so many, there's so many different definitions because, um, you know, financial freedom is different for everybody. I would say for me, I always say money is not everything. And I truly believe that it's not everything, right? But it does touch everything. So Mm. it is where you get to live, right? It touches what type of foods you get to buy. It touches the experiences 
experiences you get to have. Um, it touches what you get to buy your kids, what you get to buy your friends. You know, it just, it mm. touches everything. Mm. And to me, financial freedom is having the confidence every single time you swipe that card, right? Mm-hmm. Not having to swipe and think like, oh, can I afford this? Or, oh, I feel guilty for buying this. And because those are all very common things when you don't have a plan for your money. Yeah. So that, that to me is true financial freedom is just having that confidence and that real, um, just feeling like, you know, what's going, what's actually going on with your money. That right. changes yeah, I, I feel like that's so, so well said. So well said. I think that confidence was something that right. I feel like I was overly confident sometimes. I was like, oh, I, I'm going to make money. Swipe, swipe, swipe. And then before I knew right. it, I was like, oh my God, no. <laughs> Too confident. Uh, inc- overcorrected that. Um, but right. then I would feel guilty. You know, so it was like the two extremes where I was like very, very confident. And then all of a sudden I was like very guilty. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I just swiped that. I can't believe I just invested in that. Like I really right. shouldn't have like... And then it would be like this really weird, like toxic cycle before, obviously mm-hmm. we we put the spreadsheets together and we kind of looked at all my stuff. And one thing I love about uh, working with you was I'm very spiritual. So I would just be like, you know, mm-hmm. I don't want to feel limited. I want to feel abundant. I want to feel like I have the budget, like I can do it. Like I want to find a way to budget that feels good to me. And you were so able to cater to that, like to the T, like, and so the, I mean, I'm still like, you know, thriving off your plan, uh, mm-hmm. now. Um, so one thing I would love for you to kind of go into, uh, I had another question, but I want to go into like, why are people so afraid of looking at their money? Like what, mm-hmm. what, what is it? Cause I was afraid and I was making money. So I was afraid of it still. So what, what is it about it? Even when you're not making money or making money, whatever you are, like mm-hmm. you're afraid of looking at it. What is it about that? You know what it is? I really think that we are, we feel like we should be good at this and mm. naturally, right? Mm. And when we're not, we avoid it. And so I, my, my response to that all the time, because I have clients come to me all the time, literally daily. I have people tell me I should know better. I should be better with my money. I should know what to do. Yeah. And my answer to that is always, well, why? Like, why, why do you feel like you should know what to do when they don't teach this to us in school, mm-hmm. right? It's not a requirement to like, in most states, I think it's yeah. like a requirement in one state now. They <laughs> we're making progress. Um, making progress, one state out of 50. <laughs> we're getting there. Most, most states, you know, there are no, there are no financial literacy classes taught. And, you know, it's really the equivalent of me saying like, I should be an awesome skateboarder, right? When I've never gotten on a skateboard in my life. And so... <laughs> I think that we just need to give ourselves grace and say like, Hey, you know what? Maybe I'm not good with money at the moment. Right. But that money is a skill that can be learned. Mm. And that's something that I really want everyone to take to heart is that like, it's not either you're good with money or you're not. It's a skill that you can continuously work on. And it's a journey. You know, our finances are constantly evolving. Once we pay off debt, now we're looking to buy a house. Once we're looking to buy a house, now we're looking, you know, now our kids are, you know, we're paying all this money for kids and then we're going to send yeah. them to college. And then we're looking to, you know, it's just that's and all that is, stuff, yeah. money is always changing. Yeah. You know, our, our financial situation is always changing. So it, it, it's really important that we stop avoiding it because it's always going to be a part of our lives. And if we learn the tools and the strategies now, we can, we can evolve with our money. We can use those tools and strategies that we learn and they're, they're forever. You know, yeah. and that's one of the things that I love about financial coaching is that it's not this, like, I need to do this for the rest of my life. You know, 
more power too. If you want to have a financial coach forever, that I think everybody needs a financial coach, but I agree. I agree. Right? Yeah. But just for, even if you do it for a season of your life to just understand the way money works and understand how to create a financial plan for yourself, that is not restrictive. That yeah. is in alignment with your goals that yeah. is supporting your values. Mm. Right. And, and this way you get the tools to move forward in er- any area of your life, no matter what happens with your finances, you feel prepared and confident. Mm, I love that so much. That was like hit the nail on the head on that. Now, kind of shifting gears to, you know, the mm-hmm. biggest, like, you know, my target audience that's on here is entrepreneurs um, or like aspiring entrepreneurs, coaches, and all mm-hmm. that. What do you feel like is a big mistake that entrepreneurs make when it comes to their money? So let's talk about when they start making money. Mm-hmm. What are some of the biggest mistakes when when that's happening right now? Yeah, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go right back to saying like ignoring your money is the biggest mistake that you can make because from ignoring your money comes then insecurity, mm-hmm. right? And then you become insecure about how to pay yourself correctly, yeah. if you should be paying yourself, how to save money for taxes, right? We're all dreading taxes when it doesn't have to be this big scary thing if you have a plan. Mm-hmm. Um, another big thing is that you feel insecure about how and when to delegate, right? So if you can hire a VA, if you could afford to hire a VA. Yeah. Um, and and really just avoiding looking at our money prevents us from stepping into our full power of who we are as an entrepreneur. Being nervous to you know check your bank account. Though, these are all very real things that just don't allow us to um, to just like I said to just step into your full power of what yeah. you can actually do. You know, owning a business and starting a business is one aspect, and making money is one aspect. The other side of it is learning how to. You know, it feels so much better when you know what your money's doing. Yeah. You can have it all. You can have a thriving business and you can feel confident about the money that's coming in and out at the same time. It does not have to be one or the other. Mm, I think that, yeah, I just think the biggest mistake is, is not tending to it. Yeah. So. I believe, I, I definitely believe that. I think like I was definitely there. Um, and I think that was like my biggest mistake where I was like, I, don't want even want to look at look at it. I was like, I, right. I just know money's coming in. I'm just gonna keep closing sales. And you know, there was coming a point where it was getting like too much. Where you know, there was moments where we were talking about my debt because um, obviously I had student loans, I had a credit card loan, not loans, I guess debt. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, we were talking. I had one credit card that was like four hundred dollars or something, and you're like, just pay it. I said, right. no. I said, <laughs> I said, why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, I want to keep the cash in my flow. And then what is it that you said? I can't. Yeah, uh, it's a it's a false sense of security. False sense of security. Yeah. I always yeah. repeat that whenever I'm tr- paying off debt. Now I'm always like yeah. false security cash uh-huh. off because like it is that it's a false sense yeah. of security because the debt is pretty much just holding you back more than ever right. helping you forward. So the when mm-hmm. you when I started paying it off, it really helped just feel more secure actually versus having right. like a ton of cash flow. And of course, we were building my emerging fund as well. Like it really, really helped kind of shift that energy where I was like, okay, don't be afraid to like use the money that you're making to pay Mm -hmm. off that debt, like, and start your savings and also have a spending fund. Like it was just like, you know, I learned so much. It was amazing. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's still amazing. So now my question is Mm -hmm. when it comes to some mindset blocks, um, them managing their money. So of course we know they have to like not ignore it and Mm -hmm. they have to manage it, but what do you, okay. I think a lot of entrepreneurs, especially when they start making money, they're really afraid to manage it because they're like, 
if I manage it, then I won't actually be able to pay myself anything because I have X, Y, Z debt, or I have like to put my savings. And I think they feel like they're not as successful because the money's not going to go into their bank account, but it is, it's like a weird thing. So my question to you is like, how do you shift that mindset for them? Where like, you can still be successful, even though like, let's say cash is not going to be like as high because you're actually managing it correctly. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I've heard somebody say before, like, if you're not making money in your business, it's really a hobby and it's not a business, right? And so I think that it's so important to actually know your numbers because, hey, you might take a look at your numbers and be like, my business is actually not as profitable as I thought. And then some tweaks need to be made, right? So whether that means you increase your prices or get more clients or whatever that might look like for you, but it's always good to have an understanding of where you stand because it just always feels better, right? And now, so maybe, but maybe for people who are actually, you know, more um, successful in their businesses, I think that a mindset block for them might be, like I said, feeling ashamed to look out, to ask for help because mm-hmm. they're so successful in their business. Yeah. Right. And so I, I, I've spoken to, I mean, I just got off a, a sales call today with a dentist and she says, you know, I know literally everything about teeth. I could tell you everything about teeth. I could tell you nothing about money. And it's taken me so long to reach out because I've been embarrassed. Mm. And that brings me back to the question of why, like, why be embarrassed? We're not born knowing these things. These are things that yeah. you can t- learn. Um, but you know, as, as successful entrepreneurs, sometimes it is a little bit of an ego blow to be like, you know what? I do need help in this area. It it feels that way. Right. Even though there's literally nothing wrong with asking for help Mm. Um, and and getting great with your money is only going to propel your business. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I love that. I, I, it is definitely an embarrassment because it it is embarrassing. You're like, Oh, I'm really good at making money, but like, uh, I don't know how to like keep it. That's a weird feeling. Like, yeah. And, and you know what? They're embarrassed too of their bank accounts. A lot of times people don't want to reach out because they're making six figures and they don't have anything to show for it. But let yeah. me tell you, I have been there <laughs> um, and I completely understand that, but there is no shame. There's only props for mm. reaching out because it will change your life. Yes. Here we go. We're, we're giving you guys motivation to get yes. in it and like trust mm-hmm. that, that, that feeling of like confidence, which is, and next thing, like, okay, if I was a new, okay, let's kind of talk. So we've talked a lot about experienced entrepreneurs and they're making money, but what about those who are not making money just yet? How do we set them up for success um, when it comes to managing their money uh, or I guess future money uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to their entrepreneur journey? Yeah. So the first thing I would say is to get knowledgeable about it, right? Start learning about it, whether that means hiring a coach or reading a book or listening to a podcast, start to familiarize yourself with the language um, and just make sure that you are understanding the beginning of how to make money, how to manage your money. Um, And then the the next thing is just creating a a system that supports your lifestyle. Mm. Okay. So, so many times I think we think of budgeting as like, oh, like I don't want to budget. That's either for poor people or that's going to make me feel restricted. I I remember being younger and hearing the word budget. And I literally thought that it was for like low income people. I was like, oh, well, they need to be on a budget. Right. Because you know, that connotation is there. It totally is. Right. Mm-hmm. Then like energy behind budgeting is in that like right. poor people, whatever that means, yeah. like, you know, mm-hmm. which is not the case. Like not at all. The wealthiest people in the world have budgets. 
So it's not a dirty word. It's not it's a not dirty, dirty word. word. Yes. It's a good thing, right? And yeah. so if it helps to say a, split, a spending plan, whatever floats your boat, like totally fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, you want to make sure that it is aligned with your beliefs and your values. So don't, you know, listen to someone who says that you need to cut out everything that you love and live for to get ahead financially. That's just not the case. Mm. It's best to make a list of the things that you love, the list, a list of the things that you actually value. Um, and, and make sure that your financial plan supports that. Right. So maybe at this point, if you're not making a ton of money, you can't allocate a ton of money to, you know, the things that you love, but don't take it away completely. You know, give yourself $25 to spend on your nails or, you know, whatever it is that, that you value. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. And that budget word with mindset shift, that was, that just Mm -hmm. like blew my mind right now. Cause I didn't even think of that, but it is that. And I Mm -hmm. think obviously like, you know, abundance, financial freedom is something that everyone seeks. So we repel things that we feel are not that energy or we feel Mm -hmm. that will like hold us back. But in reality, it's actually something that's going to move them forward um, Mm -hmm. more than ever. Um, I feel like creating a budget was like so fun. And I think a big thing for me was like, I wanted to spend money without like thinking about it. So what Mm -hmm. we created, what what Niani suggested for me was really going into like, what if you just had a bank account that was just your spending money? And I was like, and you just kept putting money there like every time. And you obviously have Mm -hmm. the rest of my necessities and all this stuff. And Mm -hmm. that was just like what I started doing. And it was mind blowing because I was like, I knew every time I spend money there, like it was fine. Like it was allocated for spending and it didn't feel like, Oh my God, I shouldn't be doing this. Like, it was like, that's a big feeling. Yeah. It's a big problem that we feel guilty for spending our own money. And it does not need to be like that. Mm -hmm. Having a budget is actually giving you permission to spend money on the things that you love. That's what it is. Quote that again. Some of your quotes on here. (laughs) Having a budget gives you permission on spending things that you love. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think as entrepreneurs, like you have to acknowledge the journey of, like making wealth. And like mm-hmm. a lot of people become entrepreneurs because you want a better life for yourself. Like you right. don't have, you know, you didn't have those role models that, you know, were making a ton of money. You didn't have like the opportunity or maybe you did go to school, but it wasn't really what was lighting you up. So mm-hmm. you're starting to make money without really the knowledge of like the actual keeping the money and managing mm-hmm. the money, which is so freaking important. Um, yeah. which I definitely wanted. That's why a big reason why I wanted you to kind of tap in here and come in here and give them incredible, incredible advice, which you have. Now, I think one thing that I want to kind of go and like explore a little bit more is like, what are some, I think when it, when it comes to wanting to expand their wealth, let's say they're making money, like how do they, what would you say are some best practices when they are making money? What would be the next step for entrepreneurs who are already making money, um, to move forward and continue to let the money work for them. Cause I think that's like a big shift where you're making money and like, now you know how to manage money and what's that next step. I think is mm-hmm. something that I feel like yeah. bigger entrepreneurs want to know. Yeah. So it's going to be different for everyone. Um, but it's really coming up with a plan of what you want for your life, right? How we want your money to support your vision and your values. Yeah. And so whatever that next step looks like for you, whether it means now you're going to start investing or it means now you're going to hire out, or maybe you're going to hire another coach for your team or whatever that is, Mm. um, that's where you want to focus your energy on. Once you say, okay, I feel comfortable with how much I'm saving. I feel comfortable with how much I'm earning. 
doing. I feel confident. Um, then you just transfer that confidence into the next level or what, whatever it is that you're, you're trying to work on next. Yeah. Okay. So what, what are some good, okay. Actually there's two questions I want to ask, but Mm -hmm. first question is what is your policy with profit first? What's what's your energy? Because you know that's a big, big yeah. theme in entrepreneurial world is profit mm-hmm. first, pay yourself first. Like, what is your like kind of feedback on that? So it's actually funny. We actually have a whole post on that because we get asked that question a lot. Oh, um, perfect. Well, we'll have to in the show notes <laughs> we'll too. Um, yeah. So my, my personal opinion, I think it's a great concept. Um, I think it works for a lot of entrepreneurs. Um, I also think in the personal finance world and the business finance world, there is no one size fits all. Mm. So while that is going to work for a large amount of people, it might not work for you. And if it doesn't work for you, that doesn't mean you're broken. That doesn't mean that there's no hope, right? It just means that we need to figure out a better system that feels aligned with you to be able to have that profit in your business. Mm, it doesn't mean you're broken. I love that you said that. Um, <laughs> and I love that you're saying it's not, it is not a one size fit. I mean, just like business. No. And I feel like, right. you know, marketing, everyone's like, oh, like this is the way, like, no, there's like a zillion strategies out there. And it's about the one that feels the best for you and the one that you can right. maintain. Like that's exactly. what it is. Like, what Here, yeah. Here's the thing. As a financial coach, my goal is sustainability. I am not interested in quick fixes. I am not interested in like, you know, cookie cutter methods. I want you to find a a solution that is going to help you long-term that you're going to stick with forever because not because you have to, but because it just feels so good. It becomes a lifestyle. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Mm. Money has to become a lifestyle, right? The way we manage our money because it's going to be with us till the end of our lives. Mm. Um, So just finding that that's, that's the beauty is just finding that thing that works for you. Mm, I love that so much. You're, you're, you know, I feel like no one talks about that money. I mean, we all know that money is going to be our lives forever. I feel like Mm -hmm. everyone knows it and understands it, but I do think that you don't understand how important it's like our health too, right? Like our bodies. You know, I, every time I says when someone starts a business, I always say like, it's not a three month process, baby. Right. It's a lifetime. I was like, <laughs> right. it's early retirement. I was like, mm-hmm. but so it's kind of that same thing with money where it's funny that we don't make enough time to study it or we don't mm-hmm. like invest in it where, when it's such a crucial part of our day-to-day life. Like, right. and I think that's really, really interesting that you're talking about like the sustainability of money because no one ever thinks about it. We just think short-term, like what am I right. going to be making this year? And I feel like, especially as entrepreneurs, like that's a bad habit I think to have. It's like, just what am I making this year? What am I making next year? Versus like really thinking of the longevity Long-term. of your money. So I, I love that so much. Mm-hmm. So would you, so with profit first, I want to go back to, would you mm-hmm. say it's, necessarily to like, what if someone's not making a lot of money? Like would profit first even make sense for them if they have like a ton of debt or if they want to increase savings, like would that even make sense? Um, I mean, I think you need to, if you're not making a lot of money in your business, I'm, I would doubt that you're only relying on your business income, right? It's probably like a secondary source and you're just starting out and you still have like your nine to five. Yeah. Um, so I think profit first is just more of a framework for once you start to make money in your business. Mm. And I think the whole purpose of profit first is to remind people to actually take a salary. Mm. Um, because 
I, I've worked with so many entrepreneurs that they're either not paying themselves at all or paying themselves incorrectly or just not sure how or when or how much to pay themselves. Mm. So Profit First just gives like a really great framework on how to structure your business to make sure that you're actually making a profit. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. And what would be your like general suggestions when it comes to paying yourself when you are at that point? Because I know that was something with me that where I was like, I was getting paid just all over the place. Right. And I was like, my bills were like all over the place. So you're like, um, you need to just learn how to get paid on the first. Episode. And I was like, great. Idea. Yeah. That's a great, I didn't even think of that. I was, I was like, whenever you want to pay me clients, just pay me. Right. Um, and it was like nice, but it was also like, it really shifted like how I manage money a lot more mm-hmm. too. Yeah. You know, it's so important as entrepreneurs to remember. And I just had a call yesterday with a really very successful business owner in the UK. um, And she was getting paid just like that. She's getting paid literally on almost every single day of the month. And while that sounds like a nice thing, that money is constantly flowing in, she had no way of creating a system because she just didn't know when the next, how much was coming in next or when the next payment was coming. And so one of the first things that I would have established in your business are your pay dates, right? And so for Amber, for you, I know that we had, I did tell you the first and the 15th, it can be the 15th and the 30th. You know, those are really the two um, dates that I typically recommend just because they're easy to, to remember, right? It's the right. first week and the second week, uh, third week of the, of the month. And um, yeah, just having a system where you can depend on that money coming in, right? Because the journey of an entrepreneur, it's so hard sometimes to depend on income, right? And it it makes it hard sometimes to budget when our income is fluctuating. So having your clients pay you on two days a month, um, it could be, you know, whatever days you choose, but having it be consistent so that you can have that consistent paycheck yeah. And that you can know for sure when the money is going to be coming in. And it also, you know, helps you establish authority when you're telling your clients like, hey, this is not a free for all. You have to pay me by this date, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. And then something you could do if you are doing sales calls, it's like take that first payment on a funky day. And then right. the next month you're, you can be like, okay, this is where we're paying this month. Next month they're starting on the 15th or on the yeah. 30th. Like, so that way, like you can still close the call you know, the right. business me is going to be like, okay, we're going to close the call girl on the call. Uh, mm-hmm. But you still have that like actual system down the line for the next, like if you do have like a long-term payment coming in um, as well. Yeah. Love that. Okay. So many juicy, incredible things. I feel like we learned so much. Is there any other yeah. tangible tips that you feel like entrepreneurs need to have under their belt that, you know, you would love to share with them before we close off here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would say the most important thing is to start slowly um, and to just give yourself grace. Okay. This is not a race. This is something that we're going to be working on for a long time. Mm. Um, and the thing I would say, I encourage you to start with is to start by tracking your expenses. Mm. The, the, tra- the, the act of tracking your expenses brings so much clarity just that, just that alone. Sometimes that's the only thing I'll give for homework in one week. And my clients will come back to me mind blown because one of two things happen. Number one, either they think that they're spending so much in a certain category and they're like afraid to look at it because they don't even want to face how much they're spending, let's say on eating out. Right. I think that's something that probably we all might struggle with from time to time. Um, so, you know, they'll think that they're just spending so much money and they don't even want to face it. And once they track it, they're like, oh, hey, that actually wasn't so bad. 
right? Or I've also had clients who start tracking their spending and they realize that they spent almost $2,000 a month eating out, right? And in, in that case, it just doesn't feel good to them. It's not a matter of like, hey, should you do it or not? It's right. a matter of like, this doesn't feel aligned with mm. my goals. I love and that. so I, I would say to start slowly, start by tracking your expenses so that you can become aware of where your money is going. Because typically that's the biggest problem is that we can't see our money clearly. We don't see it coming in clearly. We don't see, definitely don't see it going out clearly. And that is what causes overwhelm and frustration and confusion. And so when you track your expenses, that really eliminates all of that. Mm. And the second thing I would say is to make a list of your financial goals, okay? Your goals, your values, um, and make sure that the things that you're spending your money on, check them check them against that list. See if they're actually aligning with that list, right? So when you're going to make a purchase, if one of your goals is maybe, or, or one of your values is, you know, charity. Now, when you swipe your credit card or your debit card at a dog you know, whatever, like something that yeah. they have for like a dog adoption day and you're buying a dog, you know, a treat, you're not going to feel bad anymore because you know that that's in alignment with your values. Mm. You know, so once you give yourself permission to spend on your values, all that guilt is going to go away. Another and, great quote, spend on your values. Wow. Yeah. You're just dropping amazing <laughs> right now. <laughs> Yeah. And I, I really think it's about taking the guilt and the shame away from spending your own money. Mm-hmm. And uh, my goal really is just for my clients to spend from a place of empowerment instead of a place mm-hmm. of shame. And it's actually possible. Yeah. I, I've, I, I mean, I know I experienced it. I, I feel like yeah. I, I definitely know that. I feel like I, I love spending, but I think there was a moment where mm-hmm. it was like shameful at that point where I was like, yeah. okay, I need to stop. And then I learned how to manage. And then I was like, Oh, okay. I can still do it. Goals and save. And, you know, I personally like a big thing for me is investing. So I I don't feel bad when I invest because it's part of my value. Like I do what I can to invest. I always will, you know, make that money back. Like, so Mm -hmm. that's a value that kind of we created too. So I think it's just really interesting versus like eating out. It's like not really like a thing for me. I was like, Mm -hmm. I don't, there's no part of me that cares to eat out all the time versus right. like investing. I'm like, I'll do anything to invest, you know, like yeah. tell me yeah. about it. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. That. So next question, last mm-hmm. question. I feel like everyone wants to know how do they work with you? Um, <laughs> how do they connect with you? Because yeah. I, I know it really changed my life when I understood finances and I learned how to manage my money and I understood debt and I understood budgeting at like a very true soul level. Um, so how can others experience that too? Yeah. So I am still taking clients on right now. You can, I'm sure we'll have this in the show notes, but um, fiscalfitnessphoenix.com or fiscalfitnessphx.com. And that is where you can click on my little headshot there. Um, and you can book a call to work with me. We have a one-time session. It's called a Eureka session. And it's really a deep dive for entrepreneurs to just walk away with this customized plan Mm. for their money so that you get rid of that guilt, that shame, walk away with confidence. Um, And I do offer long-term coaching as well, but everybody starts with a Eureka session so we could just build that framework um, to get you, yeah, to get you well on your way to a confident financial future. Oh my God. Okay. I'm going to drop that in the show notes. I also drop her Instagram so you guys can connect um, and see incredible value that she does share. So thank you so much. I cannot for not just being here, but you know, for changing my life. I'm so, so grateful for you. Um, So 
thank you. And everyone go follow, go book your Eureka call because you're not going to regret it. It's going to just make your business so much more profitable, which is the goal. It's not just to make money, but to be profitable um, because that's where it leads to financial freedom. Mm -hmm. All right, guys, signing off. Bye.